My name is Scout Bratt, and I'm a sexual health educator fighting for liberation in Palestine. And this is what Chicago sounds like. I came to Chicago in 2010 to be a part of a group called Aboda. So I came here for that program. My work is mostly focused on comprehensive sexuality education in Chicago public schools, community-based organizations. And we approach our sexual health education with an emphasis on challenging adultism. So really working to share power with young people in classrooms. And that's about engaging with and responding to what young people want and need to hear, want and need to learn about, as opposed to what a group of adults thinks young people need to know. And a lot of the ways in which I've been thinking about feminism and how feminist approaches to my work, both in community organizing and in teaching, come out is truly about bodily autonomy and people being able to make informed decisions for themselves with like unfettered access to resources for those decisions. And that is something that I think is applicable to all of my work, not just teaching sex ed, but it's a part of my organizing with Jewish Voice for Peace, which is an organization that's fighting for justice in Palestine. I was raised in a really Zionist community and a Zionist household. That sort of conflation of Zionism is a core part of Jewish peoplehood, of Judaism, of what it means to be Jewish. I did not know or think about that critically at all. Uh, as a high schooler, I went on the March of the Living, which is a trip that takes folks through different concentration camps in Poland. And then you spend a week in Israel with the like narrative that the Holocaust was deeply, deeply traumatic. And we were able to, quote, quote, come home to the state of Israel. And we sort of go through that journey as young people. I participated for one week in a program called Gadna, which is like you pretend to be in the army and shot an M16 and assumed like totally normal. Everyone was doing that. I also took a gap year after high school and did what was the United Synagogue Youth's year-long program of Nativ, which was a year that I studied part-time in Hebrew U. That was the same time as the disengagement, the Hipnat Kut, which was when there was a move to withdraw all uh, troops from Gaza. So that was in 2006, 2005, 2006. And I remember distinctly there was one side, and I can't even tell you what it was, one side of the sort of advocacy was wearing orange, one side was wearing green. And it was like, if you're wearing one of those colors, you want the troops to stay in Gaza. If you're wearing one of the colors... The other color, you want the troops to withdraw. And I remember distinctly going out with my friends and them being like, you should wear green. It looks really good with your eyes. And that was like how little we knew and how little we were paying attention or even encouraged to think critically. So when I got to college, Goucher College, the first class that I took was a race, gender, and sexuality class. It was an elective. And very literally on the first day, someone I saw in the class was wearing a free Palestine shirt. And I had never seen that before. And I had never really talked about the term Palestine other than it being a reference point from when I was studying Torah. At that moment, I was like, I'm supposed to know what that is. And I don't know what that is. And I was at the same time studying like critical race theory. I was taking classes about what it means to challenge the narratives we are given about who should be doing which things and who deserves to make decisions for whom. Like feminism 101 in a college class that really facilitated my capacity, I think, to say like, oh, I'm going to approach this question of what is free Palestine really differently than if I had not been in a class facilitating like or prompting me to question narratives. From that point forward, everything just sort of 
clicked into place for noting that I had been given one version of history repeatedly in a very emotional way and that an entire peoplehood, Palestinian liberation, Palestinian people had that narrative that those experiences, those identities had been erased from my education. And that angered me like like nothing else. And that I was turned what it felt like into like a tool to facilitate the conflation of Judaism and Zionism and ethno-nationalism in terms of the state of Israel. My name is Scout Bratt, and I'm a sexual health educator fighting for liberation in Palestine. And this is what Chicago sounds like. I care about Palestinian liberation because I was raised to care about my struggle as a Jewish person being bound up with struggles of folks who have been dehumanized and refugees throughout the world, throughout history. Many, many stories of our history has meant that there is no one place for Jews to feel at home. And that's, to me, pretty beautiful to be a diasporic tradition. And there's a lot of richness to diaspora practices. And I think it just feels deeply, deeply rooted in trauma that people feel that if they are not together in one place, in one location where they are setting the terms, then they are subject to extermination. So to me, that feels like it is thousands and thousands of years of trauma that people are holding as they try to fight for a piece of land that, again, is is not going to guarantee safety. And anti-Zionists have existed throughout time. And to apartheid, and to the occupation, and an acknowledgement that the state of Israel and state of Israel's acting, quote, on behalf of Jewish security, Jewish safety, is not aligned with Jewish values, is not actually what all Jewish people are wanting or fighting for. It is crucial for us to acknowledge the amount of support that the United States provides the military in Israel and how we unquestionably support the state of Israel doing whatever it wants to, to invade and to destroy Palestinian homes and livelihoods, including the olive harvest, which should be happening right now and is a key piece of not just Palestinian tradition, but also economic wealth and well-being or health rather. We do not want anyone to die. Yes, we acknowledge that people who have been harmed, whoever they've been harmed by, like we mourn those deaths. But to quote JVP, they're, they've been saying, we mourn the dead and we fight like hell for the living. Continuing to pursue a military solution to whatever is happening is only going to kill more people. It's only going to further, yeah, further destroy lives. And I do not think that's the right focus. I just think that's the wrong, the wrong focus. When I came to work here, I learned about the Jane Abortion Network. And the Jane Abortion Network was an underground network of folks connecting individuals to abortion care before Roe v. Wade. And they were emphasizing dignity and affirming safe abortion care at a time in which that was not accessible. That was my point of reference for what Chicago organizing could be. In the face of injustice and laws that were unjust, people creatively coming together, saying we can compile resources, skills, connections as a group of folks 
in a collaborative, non-hierarchical way that actually challenges the notion of what is quote-unquote right and wrong. Chicago, to me, is rooted in organizing possibility, that there is such possibility and creativity that Chicago organizers bring to the everyday. Certain bodies are given power and decision-making and self-determination, and other bodies control those who don't have that autonomy. And that is something that I see people fighting for every single day in Chicago and doing it from different angles. And I I definitely see that coming together for me also in my work with JVP. My name is Scout Bratt, and I'm a sexual health educator fighting for liberation in Palestine. And this is what Chicago sounds like.